Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Let me sum up what we saw last week. Uh, we saw what is the difference between submission and obedience. You know, submission is an internal attitude that we should put authority, while obedience is the external response towards authority. So outside, but yet not to be. We, we saw how the Bible Bible does not talk about unconditional obedience. The only time we are released from obedience to authority is when the leader tells us to do something that stands against the word of God. Then you don't have to obey the leader when the leader tells you, no matter how harsh, how cruel, and humiliating the authorities may be towards us. But even then, we got to make towards them. To have, you know, that's the title: misunderstanding authority. You see, most of us have experienced situations of We know people who have been very unhappy with leaders that are over them. Now, this could happen in the churches. It could happen in the secular world, uh, in our workplace. This can happen in our colleges where we are students, or this can even happen at home. You know, we have complained on such times on how foolish or bad are the decisions that the leaders have made. You know, and how those decisions have affected our lives in a very negative way. See, uh, now you know many times we complain that instead of our leaders taking us forward, they are taking us backwards, and the promises the leaders have made have not been fulfilled. You know, sometimes people say the pastor is not in the right direction. You know the pastor has missed out on God's direction, and he doesn't. And it doesn't make sense being under the authority of such a person. Now you might be true in what you are saying. We might be very much justified by what we are saying. But listen, when we get into this kind of a reasoning, what happens is. It opens the doors for complaining. We begin to what happens next is when we start reasoning like this. The next thing that we will do is we will start complaining against the leaders. And when we begin to complain against the leaders, it's nothing but a rebellious behavior. Now, if we continue in this direction, it won't be too long before the enemy will deceive us. Now, what will happen is slowly we will be drawn away from the authority that God has placed uh, over our lives for our growth and our protection. You know, last week I spoke about it. The reason why God wants us to stay under authority is not for their sake, but it is for our protection and our growth and our blessing. Now it's not easy when you stay under the leadership or you stay under the covering. It is not easy for the devil to get at you. 
So the only way he can get at you is he will look for every opportunity available to see that you move away from the cover of authority over your life. As long as you stay under the cover of the leadership, the devil cannot attack you that easily. So what he will do is he will see how you will drift away from being under that covering. Let me take you to the life of the children of Israel who followed a very similar pattern. There was a time, you may not realize, there was a time when the Israelites thought that Moses as a, as a leader had failed them. In fact, they were of the opinion that his leadership was only harmful for them. But that was not how it began. You see, after Moses had that encounter with God at the burning bush, he met the leaders of Israel in Egypt. He shared with them on how the Lord has sent him to deliver them and bring them out of Egypt into the land that is flowing with milk and honey. And when the leaders heard this wonderful news, they were all excited. They believed Moses and they worshipped God. Now they were excited that God had sent Moses to lead them out of bondage. But when Moses went and told Pharaoh that God wanted him to let go of the people, what happened was Pharaoh was very angry and asked, Who is this God that I should listen to him? Now what happened? Now the result of that was he increased the hardship of the Israelites. The slave drivers, the Egyptian slave drivers began to beat the Hebrew foremen and demanding them more to do to judge you. You are made as a stench to Pharaoh and his officials and you are put there. That's what the, the Hebrew foremen told Moses. You see, the people of Israel were now upset. His preaching happened is they began to separate the authority of Moses or that Moses was sent by God or he was delegated by they thought it was all Moses' fault. It would have been so harsh to them. Now think about the number of times that we have been in a similar situation as we planned. What happens? We fail to see that it was God's leader who was responsible for what was happening. They were not able to see that it was God who was allowing the situation to develop or because of any confused lean much within the master plan of God or the foreknowledge of God. The Israelites could not see that. That this was part of whatever hardship that they were passing through was part of the master plan of God. It was the Lord who commanded Moses to go and speak to Pharaoh. God and not the devil or it, even Moses who hardened Pharaoh's heart. Look at what it says. The book of Exodus chapter 11 verse 10. It says, The Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let the Israelites go out of the country. It was the Lord who did it. Now they did not, could not understand it. The harder Pharaoh's heart became, the more miserable the life was for the Israelites. Later on, we know the whole story how God sent a lot of plagues and delivered them out. Now they have come out, now they began to wander in the desert, 
without water and their food supply was also going down they began to wonder once again then moses said that he would bring them into the land that is flowing with milk and honey but this desert was nowhere near what he had promised them was he really sent by god they had been asking the question was he really sent by god after 3 days of wandering in the desert finally they found water but they could not drink that water because it was bitter now their discontent and criticism of moses grew louder they began to think maybe moses only knew how to get the people out of egypt but he did not know how to take them forward the israelites began to complain to moses and aaron exodus chapter 16 verse 3 let's look at what it says that this is what the israelites were complaining it says if only we had died by the lord's hand in egypt there we sat on pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire tribe could not take it anymore moses as a leader was failing on all fronts was moses became their leader all that they had known ever since moses began preaching in egypt was only tremendous they skip one hardship their leader promised please under pharaoh him to give them torture and starvation life was much better in egypt they thought about it they began to complain to such a they said moses as a leader has failed us moses is not taking us anywhere we're only wandering in the desert let's go back let's choose a leader and go back god has heard your grumble you're not grumbling against us but against the lord look at what moses said says you are not grumbling against us you are grumbling against god you see those men and women thought that their insubordination was against moses and it was not in any way it separated the two they never realized that when they spoke against moses or when they rebelled they were actually doing it against god now what happened here is they lived by their you know human reasoning and logic not by the principles of obedience they were governed by their human logic now listen carefully this is very important you see when we walk by limited reasoning which is produced by what we see or our circumstances we will find ourselves on the path of destruction many times what we see is not the true picture we will not have the full picture by only what we see and when we base our decisions based on that we will be walking on the path of destructions our minds be able to fulfill their destiny but those who are willing to recognize and obey the god appointed promises of god just as joshua and caleb did Moses we might have thought that we could have discerned better you know and know that Moses was right and we would not have rebelled like the Jesus also said you know the book, God Matthew chapter 23 verse 30 this is what Jesus says to the Pharisees you know he says if we are written about it it's very easy but what 
when he learned to submit himself the true authority out of that submission came the true discernment and to walk under the leadership and authority is when we will have the true picture the true discernment the moment you move away your mind is going to be clouded your spirit judgment you may ask the question what if i discern that my leader is not making a very good choice should i still obey him knowing that he's headed for a disaster i'm sure we have all gone through these situations we have also felt the frustration of it we would have felt that we've been negatively influenced and i just can't go along with what my leader is saying we need to understand something very important you see when god puts someone in a position of authority god also gives them the wisdom to do what they need to do when god puts somebody in authority god gives them the wisdom also now god need not show you all the things that he reveals to your leader get that very clear you know god need not show you all the things that he reveals to your leader in fact many times god will keep away the wisdom of our leader's decision deliberately from us deliberately the lord will keep it away the reason why the leader takes those decisions and this is to see if we are still willing to follow the leader even though we don't understand just as we follow the lord we may not understand everything every decision the leader makes <clears throat> but are we still willing to follow even when we don't understand see often times it may take months or even years for you to understand the wisdom of the leader's decisions you may not understand everything god may hold back some of those uh, the wisdom of understanding that just to check up whether you're willing to follow are you still willing to follow sometimes it may take you years to understand i've had so many people you know come to me many many years later and say thank you pastor for what you did at that time you know today they say today what i am is because of what you did at that time they would thank me for disciplining them at that time you know but when they went through it when they went through the disciplining process they could never understand some of them were very very upset they would rebel they would totally stay away from me they would not they would totally disconnect from me it took them many years to understand the wisdom of the decisions taken by the leaders it took many years for their lights for the light to glow in their mind why we had to take certain strong decisions about them then they realized that they were foolish enough to go by the human reasoning instead of going by the principle of obedience you know today the reason why there are so many problems in churches homes and businesses is this very thing why are there so many splits happening in churches the reason is this instead of walking by the principles of obedience we walk by human reasoning is very limited is it god did not say that we should submit to authorities only when we see the obey the leader 
I don't understand the decisions a leader has set, taken, so I'm not going to follow it. I don't agree with the decisions a leader has taken. I don't follow it. No, God says obey. You may not agree, but you still obey. You know, if a believer could get, listen, if a believer could get all the everybody, I go to God and to me. See, if a believer could get all his wisdom, all. Authority in the church. Authority in the church. There's no need for authority if I could receive all the answers in prayer. God, the one who put that person in authority will question them. Who put them in the position of authority? The God who put them in the position of authority will question them. It is not our business. You see now, if the Israelites were given that freedom. If they were allowed to judge the decisions that Moses had taken, they would have miserably failed in their opinion. You know what would have happened? They would have all returned back to Egypt. Because they said Moses failed as a leader. They would have chosen another leader and they would have gone back to Egypt. You know, praise God. God did not allow that. You know, and today the world recognizes not only the church, but the world recognizes Moses was a great leader. See, leaders will be judged. And we will also be judged. The leaders will be judged for their decisions and their judgment will be much more severe than ours. That's what the Bible says. But we will be judged for the way we have submitted to authority. To resist the delegated authority is to resist God's authority. When we resist the authority of leaders, we are resisting God's authority. In the book of Proverbs chapter 21 verse 1 says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He directs it like a water course wherever he pleases. You know, the king represents one in authority over us. Whether he's godly or harsh, his heart is still in the hand of the Lord. You know, the verse doesn't say the good king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Remember that. It says the king's heart. So or as long as the king is not wrongly influenced, his heart cannot be turned by the Lord. It doesn't say like that. It doesn't matter how he has been influenced, his heart still remains in the hands of the Lord. Good or bad, he still remains in the hands of the doesn't mean that we keep quiet when the leader is being wrongly influenced or making a bad decision. Doesn't mean just keep quiet. See, now what do we do at times like that? Esther is a good example of someone who intervened when the king was wrongly being influenced to destroy the Jews. Now the king under the influence of Haman who was an enemy to the Jews had issued an order to kill all the Jews in the kingdom. But Esther decided to risk her life to appeal to the king to save her people. And read the whole story in the book of Esther. You know, when she decided to appeal, how did she go about it? She did it at a great risk for her life for the sake of God's glory. She trusted that God would change the king's heart. And the Lord did change the heart of the king and the Jewish people were saved. You see, now listen something. Esther did not try to manipulate. 
or did not try to force or put down the king even though the king was her own husband she didn't try to do that she just trusted in the power of the holy spirit to direct us to learn this now this could be in the world this could be in the church or this could be in the home you know she trusted the holy spirit to help her to put across her views and show how the king was wrong you know she asked the holy spirit to help her she never tried to manipulate or she never tried to threaten she never tried to blackmail or do anything else she she never she never said no you you're not listening to me i'm not going to come to the church a lot of people do that you know if the pastor doesn't listen to their ideas or their suggestions they begin to manipulate that is manipulation you don't agree with me i'm not coming to church this happens in the home husband and wife if the husband doesn't listen to the wife the wife begins to manipulate she begins to show cold shoulder sulking all these kind of things begins to happen you know esther didn't do any of these things she trusted the holy spirit to help her you know she put you know she never tried to manipulate she never tried to threaten the heart of your leader is in the lord's hands your leader no matter your husband your pastor your teacher your professor your boss wherever it is the leader's heart is in the lord's hands when we trust the lord the lord can turn it for our favor now we might ask the question what if the authority tells me to do something that is opposite of what i felt to do in prayer you know i prayed about it but what the leaders asked me to do and what i felt in prayer is exactly the opposite what do we do great question sometimes the lord allows this to see are we still willing to submit to authority what we do at that time you know you are prayed you felt something else but the need is asking you to do something else you know you prayed you felt the lord is asking you to go to the east but the leader is asking you to go to the west what do we do at times like that sometimes the lord will allow a situation to come even in those times are you willing to be submissive to the leader and do what the leader wants you to do the bible is full of examples of god testing his people you know when god told abraham says Genesis 22 verse 1 look what it says <coughs> it says god tested abraham it was not god's intention for abraham to kill his son that was not the reason god wanted to test abraham you know god wanted to find out will abraham obey him even when it did not make any sense You see Isaac was a promised son that Abraham received after 25 years of waiting as an old man and then not only that Isaac was the son through whom the generations of God promised Abraham nations are going to rise up are going to you know are going to come through Isaac and the same son God was asking Abraham to offer as a sacrifice. You know, 
God says that the son that you love the most, will you offer him as a sacrifice? If God would have told Abraham, Abraham, are you willing to offer yourself as a sacrifice? I think that would have been a lot more easier for Abraham than offering his son as a sacrifice. And you know what? God did not stop him. He allowed Abraham to travel for three days to go up the mountain. God did not say, Abraham, I know you are being obedient, you have given me great, okay, okay, stop. He didn't allow that. Not only that, you know, God did not stop him until Abraham raised the knife to kill him. And it's at that moment the Lord stops him. You see, God saw Abraham's unwavering faithfulness in his action of obedience. Does God see the same kind of faithfulness in us today? unwavering I don't understand Lord what you're asking me to do it doesn't make any sense to my logical mind but I'm willing to follow you I'm willing to remain faithful I'm willing to remain faithful in Apostle Paul tells the Corinthian church to do something in his first letter first letter of Corinthians then he alters what that's what he says to test your attitude and see if you would stand the test whether your obedience and altogether agreeable to following my orders in everything. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. You know, he says, the reason why I told you in my first letter, even though it, it looked a little crazy, it looked like a little foolish, it didn't make any sense. I wanted to test whether you people are willing to be obedient. Are you willing to obey my orders before I would set right what I wanted to tell you? You know, there was there's an old pastor who was a very wise man. Now, he has a way of finding out the rebellious ones in his members. Who are the rebellious people in his... You know what he does? He sometimes would give an order that does not make any sense. He'll tell them to do something that does not make any sense. And by that, very soon he will find out who are the rebellious ones by the response he gets. He says what he does is he first deals with the rebellious ones and then he changes his orders to a sensible one. He is able to differentiate between the rebellious ones and the ones who are willing to be obedient and then he gives the right sensible order. This is exactly what Paul was saying. He says in the first book, he gives them orders to see whether they would submit to his authority. He wanted to see if they would follow his orders in everything. The key word is everything. It's not selective. Are you willing to follow your leader's order in everything? You know, many times I tell people, I say, are you willing to come if I call you at 12 in the midnight? Are you ready to come? Just to know. Are you ready to be there? Not that I'm going to call them at midnight, 12 o'clock. But I want to see that response tells me how many of them are willing to be obedient. You know, he gave a different, you know what Paul did was he gave a difficult command deliberately. The intention was to find out if they could follow his command and if they could follow, if they would do that, then they will follow him in anything. 
And that's exactly what God did with Abraham. He found the most difficult thing for Abraham to submit. He was he was to give up what was the most important thing in his life. The promise that he waited for 25 years. See, as I said earlier, God would have asked Abraham to offer himself on the altar. That would have been a lot more easier for Abraham. God wanted the most important thing. If Abraham was obedient in that matter, then he would be obedient in all the things. Maybe, you know, you're a person with great ideas and visions for the kingdom of God. A lot of ideas. You want to do many things. Great plans to see the church grow. Great plans to see people coming in, souls getting saved. Let me tell you something. Listen, God is more concerned about his authority being manifested in our hearts, about we being obedient to our authority than in working out our ideas to do his work. That is not important for God. Oh, I want to do this for the kingdom of God. I want to have so many ideas. The pastor does not listen to my ideas. They just put it down. But God, it's not your ideas that are more important. God wants to know, are you willing to be obedient to the authority? Let me tell you. God has more ideas than you and I have to save the world. God is never short of ideas. And God is never short of resources. Oh, nobody listens to my ideas. It's not your ideas that are important. Your obedience to the authority that is more important. God has enough and more ideas and resources. And God can do what he wants to do. God wants, he is God. And he is more concerned about the church than you and I are concerned about the church. He is more concerned to fill the chairs in the church than we are concerned about it. God wants to know, are we willing to be obedient to the authority that God has placed over us? You know, we need to see that it really imprints on our heart. Well, this is difficult, but a very important principle. Once God delegates his authority to men, he never overrides it. When God appoints a leader, he'll never override that leader. We got to recognize that. And we got to accept that. The only exception is when the leader violates the word of God. You know, we cannot say, I don't want to listen to the leader. I'm only going to listen to God. We can never say I can bypass the leader and listen to God only. God never operates in that way. See, there are many places in the Bible where God, the supreme authority, upholds the delegated authority that God has, you know, God has uh, appointed. You know, the only exception is when they violate the scriptures. You know, the sad thing we see in many churches is when we hear people say, my pastor told me to do so and so, but I'm not here, but he's not hearing from God. So I'm still, you know, pastor told me not to do it, but I'm still going to do it in a roundabout. We try to go roundabout. The pastor tells you one thing, but you do something else in a roundabout. 
See, that means matter. But if you are being disobedient to what your leader says, you are rebelling against God's authority, and it goes against instructions of authorities in your life. You know, my prayer is that God will give you a revelation of what authority is all about. The revelation of authority is a revelation of God Himself. You know, when we recognize and when we are submissive to God, the authority God has placed over us, even when we don't understand God's authority, you know, God and thing that we should desperately ask God or pray to God is ask God to burn the principle of godly submission in our heart as we keep listening. You know, that God burn that thing into our heart completely to the authorities that God has placed over my life. It could be at home. It could be in the church. It could be in our secular world or wherever it is. But I will submit I will still submit to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we want to thank you. Lord, many times we have been in those situations when we don't understand the decisions taken by the leader. And Lord, in our immaturity and foolishness, we have cribbed, we have complained, we have spoken against the leader. And even this evening as you opened our eyes to realize that sometimes you hold back the wisdom of the decisions that our leaders take just to check out on our obedience to you, Lord, and obedience to the leadership, Lord. We ask for forgiveness. We, we repent from our sins, Lord. And Father, we pray that we will not commit the same mistake the Israelites committed in the wilderness when they said that Moses had failed as a leader. And Lord, we pray that, Lord, we will continue remaining in submission, in obedience to the leadership, Lord, even though we may not agree with them, as long as they are not going against the word of God, Father. And Lord, because we know there is a blessing when we do that, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That really spoke to me. And I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this. If you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.